This is Made in America. Hi everyone. Uh, welcome to Made in America. I'm Rob Hayes. And I'm Henry Hayes. And welcome to our new show. We're coming to you live from Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, where we live. Uh, most times that's where the show will originate from, but sometimes we'll be on the road. Each time we'll tell you where we are. We won't lie about it. And, uh, so Unless have a good idea. we're in some place you really don't want to know about. Like what? I said they didn't want to know about it. All right. Uh, so uh, today we're going to start out uh, just by introducing some of the ideas of, the, of what the show is going to be about and uh, when you'll be able to hear it and all that sort of thing. We'll be, uh, there'll be a fresh podcast once a week. And uh, as I say, live from, uh, actually not live, but potted from Cambridge, Massachusetts, our home. Uh, we'll have some musical breaks, and a lot of that music will come from Berklee College of Music in Boston, where I work. And then we'll have some other uh, treats for you, interviews with uh, upstanding uh, Cambridge citizens, uh, people we meet on the road, and uh, other things of this sort. Yeah, so um, also, our show's not just about Cambridge, it's about the U.S. in general. And uh, we thought we'd start this show for all the Canadians out there, so that they could really think how wonderful it is to be Canadians. Uh, I've, I'm part, um, part Canadian myself. Uh, well, so you were, you're part Canadian as well as a result. Oh. Um, but uh, not to praise Canada too much, but uh, certainly uh, among the two countries, or between the two countries, the United States and Canada, one might uh, easily draw the, uh, draw the conclusion that the Canadian foreign policy is by far the superior foreign policy. Yeah, I would say that too. You know, um, actually, tons of people have been moving to Canada, and there's a lot of good reasons. One, they can escape our government. Two, they're not hated by everyone else in the world. And three, they get free drugs. Uh, I think what he means is free health care. Uh, and it's not free, but it certainly is universal and uh, seems to work very well for the people who live there. So uh, I guess it's important to note right now that uh, we're only two and a half minutes into our first podcast and already we've lied to you. Uh, the notion was that we would be coming to you live from Cambridge in this program. and In fact, we're not. We're in a little teeny town way up in the mountains in Pennsylvania called Eagles Mirror. Which was originally a uh, priest, a Christian priest vacation spot. That, that may or may not be true. But it is. Okay, thank you. Um, the, uh, uh, and this is a place we come generally every summer around the 4th of July. Uh, great little town. Uh, we kind of hang up our socks to dry here and relax for, for about a week and uh, let, the, let the bees escape from our, ear, for our heads. Um, so anyway, just so you know, we're up in the mountains as we speak. And uh, it's a beautiful bucolic spot. Highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in coming in. Lying around being bored nice quiet place um, okay over to you Henry well um, I was thinking about talking about religion which is something which is really big in our country and I'm um, talking about the Pope because what I find is that the Pope has some of the most the greatest power of anyone in the world 
He controls about a third of the population of the entire world. And... You, you might be a little on the high side there, but... Uh, no, it's about a third of the population. Oh, okay. And... And here are the fact checkers scurrying to their uh, books right as we speak. So, I think that if I was Pope, I would be... That's a scary thought, by the way. Probably ordering a pizza right now. Because, I mean... They I have think, great pizza in Italy. Yeah, I know, yeah. they do. So he now, just as got, we know. Yeah, yeah, we know. So, I think that the Pope has no imagination. I mean, he could make a third of the world where moldy tuna sandwiches on their heads and eat a, lo a loaf of garlic a day. And what does he do? He goes around kissing babies. I mean, really, folks. That's no imagination. I'm having a little trouble following this. What, what, is, it you're, what is it you're proposing here? The, the pope, I'm proposing that... Pope per performed practical jokes? Yeah, yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On, his, uh, on the faithful? On a third of the world, yeah. And, of course, there are some people who say that that's exactly what he does <laughs> already. Uh, but the moldy tuna sandwich on the head certainly would be a different and possibly even more forthright um, kind of joke than uh, one that's, ones that are currently being perpetrated on the, on the faithful. The I uh, just wrote Church. to him, actually, and I said that he should tell all believers to walk into the sea. And then the rest of the population of Earth could split up all of their money, and everyone would be happier. You wrote to the Pope. Yeah. Really? What? Uh, by what means? Oh, email. You did. You yeah. emailed the Pope. What is the new Pope's name, by the way? He's got a. What's his handle? It's Benedict. Benedict. That's in Benedict Arnold. Yeah. So um, yeah. So if you want to know the Pope's email address, it's Benny Boy, six six one at catholicx.com so uh... I, you know I'm, I'm not sure the fact checkers are going to be able to uh, swing with that one Henry really? yeah oh god one is just keeled over oh man damn that doesn't look too good Benny boy I, you know he doesn't seem like the type that would go by Benny boy he seems more like his Ro holy roman emperor highness type guy he's, a, he's very much a strict constructionist did you know that he is the governor, the president, the dictator, the judge? Dictator, really? That's that's, a, that's the, uh, in his paper. Vatican. Vatican. Dictator yeah. of the Vatican. Dictator. Um. Let's see. Chairman. Uh. Single uh, member uh, imagine, of the board. Imagine the fact fact checkers running to their books as as you speak. Oh God! No! Don't jump out the window, please! No! I didn't mean it. God damn! Oh, I hate to be the one who cleans that up. Ugh, that was not pretty. So the Pope. You've been writing to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and I aren't really good friends. Me and Benny. Although you share almost nothing in common. No. Um, I met him at a fat camp a couple of years back. A fat camp? Yeah. I don't remember sending you to a fat camp. You've never been fat. Well, you think someone who looks like this could be so sexy without a little help? I don't know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I only knew him for a day or two. They sent him away from the fat camp. Yeah? Why? 
Why did they send him away? They sent him away from the fat I, cat? I bet you there are child viewers. You don't want to know. Yeah. You bet what? You have to speak more clearly. There are children, maybe, listening to this, and you really... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The whole All right. parental thing. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll be right back after this. Okay, we're back. Uh, a couple of days ago, I had the opportunity to um, speak with a spokesperson. Funny how that works, isn't it? Uh, from Electronic Arts, the people who make the uh, video game, very controversial video game, uh, Grand Theft Auto. There's a new version of this thing out called uh, San Andreas, and some of you have uh, probably been reading about it in the papers. Anyway, uh, a gentleman by the name of Paul Ogest uh, was able to come by the studio and speak with us about Grand Theft Auto. And uh, with that, we welcome to Made in America, Mr. Paul Ogest. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. Uh, I guess the, the first thing that, that comes to mind here is this whole uh, business about the um, very explicit sex scenes that have appeared in the game. Uh, I think it was a Danish or a Swedish hacker uh, turned these things up. Uh, you guys have been rather tight-lipped about this and the accounts I've heard. What, what's uh, EA's uh, uh, position on these uh, pornographic scenes in uh, Grand Theft Auto? Well, our motto is, better they learn it from us now than from their, when they're parents, when they're old enough. Could you give that to me again? Better they learn it from us now than from their parents when they're old enough. Why? Why? What? What is... I don't understand that reasoning. Well, we think it's good to know these things now. You're suggesting then that... Uh, Young adults get their sex education from a video game in which uh, people, a game that's mostly famous for uh, involving uh, extremely graphic and gratuitous violence. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure our listeners will uh, understand this kind of viewpoint. Well, I think it's important to know these things, and what other way to find them out from? All right. Well, you know, let's leave this point. Um, there uh, been a uh, for years. People have been talking about the uh, video game industry and um, the uh, the violence inherent in some of the games, and it's given us a ratings system, which many people applaud. Um, I, what is what is EA's uh, position with regard to uh, violence in video games? Its long term effects. On children and um, well I'll just leave it there well I think that the rating system is good it teaches like the parents what they're getting their kids into but I think it needs a little bit of tweaking now you see you got the kids for the little kindergartners the kid the games for the children about seven and games for the kids who are 10, games for the teenagers, and games for the adults. I think there should just be two rating systems. Violence and extreme violence. Oh my god. Also, I think it... I don't think that these encourage violence, these games. I think that 
it just helps to get your anger out. Because, I mean, say you had a rough day at school or do you something. Have, do you have a lot of anger, Mr. Ogist? When I've had a hard day at work, I feel it's helpful to go back home and beat someone to death with a baseball bat. Personally. I mean, in a video game. Well, yeah. If there is no video game around, though, I can always look for alternatives. You know, I have to, I have to ask you, Mr. Just what this, uh, I can't help noticing uh, your accent. Where, where are you from? I am from Texas. Texas? What What part of Texas? Um, southern Texas, around the area where they filmed Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I see, I see. Uh, well, you know, I think that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Paul Ogist uh, of Electronic Arts for coming in to speak with us today here at Made in America. Is there anything further you'd like to say? I just would like to say, you know, kids, these games, it all depends on how you present them to your parents. If you tell your parents that the games are violent, but they're good to get your violence out, the parents will steer away clear of them. But if you say they are a way to channel creative energy, your parents will hop right on them. Trust me. All right. So thanks again. Paul Ogist from uh, Electronic Arts in uh, Southern California. Thank you for having me, Thank Rob. Thank you for coming in. Next time on Made in America, I'll battle some psychotic woodchucks. Rob will instant message at the Pope. And you'll meet my alter ego. All this next time on Made in America.